confused, when we don't know what to do, we can turn unto you. You, O oh God, are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are a refuge tonight. You are a fortress. You are a shield. You are a buckler. We thank you for the power of your presence that runs about us and encompasses us. Thank you for leading us, for guiding us. Thank you for helping us to understand and to cope with what's happening in our midst. We commit the Olayeye family to you this evening, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you has sent to us a comforter and that this comforter will comfort them, strengthen them, help them through this very difficult time. We cast our cares concerning them unto you. We thank you because we know you are a faithful God and that your faithfulness is from generation to generation. And so, Father God, our eyes are unto you. Thank you, Father. We honor and we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just take your seats, please, and just close the door for me. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, so tonight, we just want to set a little time aside. And, um, I know some of you may have questions, and uh, we'll address them as best as we can. We'll pray, and uh, we'll give it a wrap. So let me just read one scripture here, and then we'll, uh, we'll, leave, we'll, we'll, make it, we'll give it open. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Uh, Paul says, for me to live, no, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So we see the dynamics of both of those things at work in us right now. Uh, for those of us on this side of the glory, we've experienced a loss, and we cannot deny that. Uh, Sister Kenny was a very uh, vital part of our community. I was just thinking a minute ago before I came in here how in such a short time that this family has been with us, such a short time, they have impacted this body in a very, very significant way. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I was over at the house on Sunday evening after church, and it was like a church service uh, to see that many people show up in a house. Uh, that was just and the uh, Kenny's brother, the most junior brother, was there. And his concern since this thing happened was how the family, because Kenny survived by her father and her mother. And he was concerned about how the parents were, uh, you know, he was concerned because the parents were concerned for small. The how small cope in this period of time uh, being the U.S. Uh, without Kenny. And so when he saw the community of faith, unknown to us, it was videoing all the talks and the uh, hugs and the, just the, the fellowship that was going on. We didn't know that, but he was doing it in the background and sent it to the parents as an assurance to them that the family here is not alone. So, how many, were you guys, some of you guys there on Sunday evening? You heard, you, okay. And as we were dispersing, he just shared with, with us, he thanked us for coming and explained to us that uh, he had taken the video shot and sent it home as an encouragement, encouragement to the parents just so they know. So I'm still not about to say on this side, we're experiencing a great loss. No question about that. And God will help us in days, weeks, months, and years to come to grapple with our loss. Uh, because God himself was an example of one who experienced a loss. He lost his own son. So there is nothing that's happened to us or with us for which there is no precedent. Although when it happens, you feel like you're alone, you're confused, you're angry, you're pained, you're in agony, all of those things are true. And, uh, but having said that, when you look at this scripture in Philippians 1.21, not only is this for me to live is Christ, it's but for me to die, to die is gain. That's the other side of the coin that unfortunately we don't pay enough attention to. I was talking to LT Chief just a minute ago. I noticed how he's trimming down, coming off and losing some weight and looking good and all of that good stuff. And it just struck me. Kenny don't have to worry about weight loss. 
Settled. She's in a new abode. Her tent is not going through changes any longer. Uh, when I first came into the ministry years ago, the first thing I had was a tent. So I understand when Paul says in First Corinthians, no, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse one, that we live in a tent. I understand what it meant uh, because we used to take that tent, went down south Georgia, found a piece of land, and set up the tent, and we preach under the tent. And we preached on there for three or four or five days. That was the beginning of our ministry. Yeah, that's the beginning of me for ministry. And then when the ministry was over, we fold the tent up and take it back. And then off and on. Assemble, dissemble. Assemble, dissemble. You know what I started noticing after a while? It's ten starting up. Leaks start coming up. There was a service we had. We had the, the few people under the tent, the, the only thing they could do was just hold the tent so they don't kill me all that while I'm preaching. <laughs> from the rain and the waves and everything was just going like this all through. Why? Because the tent is intended to be a temporary means. The tent is temporary in nature. So she's, 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 you and I still live in a tent. We have to maintain the tent. And after a while the tent becomes useless. It can't, it can't hold up any longer. So she's in the permanent abode. Yes. And where she is now uh, Thank, thankfully, it's a house, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1, 2, 3, built by God. Built by God. Uh, Brother Willie is here. Uh, two weeks ago, I had a water leakage in my house that we grappled with for over two weeks until he came in there and helped me resolve the problem. Why did I have water leakage? The house was built by man. She would never have to worry about a, a leakage. Never. So I'm just trying to help us understand the, the two sides of the coin. Yes, we have a loss, but you must understand what the earth lost, heaven just gained. You and I have fellowship with God. On a good day, it's hard. On a day when it's not so good, maybe not so hard. She will never miss fellowship any longer. Because now, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So her fellowship is eternal, consistent. It's not affected by anything in the realm of this earth. Yeah. So each day going forward, we just trust God. You receive the grace for each day. Even me, I have some times during the day that's fine, other times rough. Uh, I have, just like you, questions that I'm, that's bombarding my mind and... Uh, but one thing I've learned, we cannot question God. Now, I did not say that to say that God took her. I'm just saying in spite of what's happened, God is still in control. And we must understand that. Uh, I think the most difficult thing for me and you is we judge things as it happens in an isolation. And God does not do that. Perhaps maybe five years from now, or maybe longer, we may look back and say, oh my God, God, this is what you are doing. Yeah. The, scripture, the word of God is still true. All things work together for God. To those who are called by God, and for them that, uh, uh, for, them, for, the, for those that love the Lord, and who those who are, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen? Amen. So, AET is going to be fine. Um, Pastor Tosin just returned back from Texas tonight. Uh, yesterday, they got a chance to see him. Uh, they got a chance to give him the assurance of the love of his parents, of the love of the family, and of the love of the community. Uh, be careful not to be overtaken by the things you see in the social media. There were only two people in that room. Only two people. Nobody else was in there. So some of the accounts you are reading online are totally factoid. You know what that means? Fake news. Okay, so be careful. Yeah. But something happened there. We are not denying that. Something took place. And um, 
Uh, all the facts are not in yet, so we need to be very careful not to go by speculation. Uh, but we uh, secured a lawyer for him. And uh, this lawyer seems to know his stuff. Okay? There are certain things I cannot share publicly because the family has not authorized me to say so. So I have to be careful what I say. Uh, but I can just tell you from a general perspective uh, that it's going to be uh, a good fight. And uh, we are very, very, very hopeful that everything is going to turn out. Okay? Uh, this lawyer is very well connected. Uh, he, he knows the judge on the case. Or he knows him. And uh, based on the facts that are available, uh, we are even trusting that the case will not go to trial. Yeah. I, cannot say, I cannot say anything beyond that. Yeah. But so that's where we are. Any questions? And then we pray. <laughs> Everybody's. Anybody has any question or any comments you want to make? Yeah, just the mic. Question about Friday. Okay. The line is stating in the church. Yes. I've been to a couple of these events. I know it tends to more emotion. Emotions. Correct. Do we have any uh, kind of uh, contingency on how to deal with those emotions? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Pastor BK, <laughs> what's your contingency plan? Uh, that is a very, very good point. In fact, actually, it is interesting you said that. I, I came, I, we went to a funeral today. Uh, my friend Bishop Fuller lost his father on the same day as Kenny. Yeah. So he was buried in Griffin today. So that was our first stop today. Uh, and it was very calm because he was an old man. So uh, I am not sure if the emotion is not part of the grieving process. So I am not sure that we should try to contain emotion. See what I'm saying? Part of the therapy is the ability to emote. Now, when that happens, I think to your point, some people who are less apt to that kind of emotion may be drawn into it when they see other people doing that. Yeah. But that's fine. It's just one day. Just one day. So uh, uh, we're too small. If you want to cry, cry. I mean, if you want to shout, shout. Whatever you want to do, do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you own, you're entitled to it. And people grieve differently. People grieve differently. Some, uh, we had a friend who lost their son uh, years ago, and it almost caused a problem between the husband and the wife uh, because the mother was just torn up. I mean, torn up. The, the boy died on New Year's Eve. On the morning of New Year's Eve, the, the father is a pastor, and the mother wanted him to cancel the New Year's Eve celebration. He said, heck no, he was not going to cancel it. Not only did he not cancel it, he went in and preached. And so when we went to see him, the wife was saying, this man is not a human being. She was very upset with him because she was totally torn apart and he's just stoic, cool, calm, collected. But not only that, <laughs> now, I don't know how this guy did. He did the eulogy, he must have preached about two hours. His own son's eulogy. Now, I think that was a little... Uh, <laughs> So much so, the funeral director had to tell him, listen, if you don't wrap this up in five minutes, you're going to bury your son yourself. That was the only way they could get him out of the pulpit. But I'm saying that to say, different people grieve differently. So there's no template. There is no SOP on how you grieve. And we need to understand that, especially when it comes to couples. Don't expect that the wife will grieve like the husband or the husband like the wife. We have different makeups. So we must understand and appreciate that. So as far as uh, Friday, I think the best case scenario, LT revelation, is just have plenty of tissues. That's it. 
That's it. Yes. My question, Pastor, it's, um, you just made a statement. Is it that we cannot question God or we should not? It depends on what kind of question you ask. Your, 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 let me, maybe I should rephrase that. Certain questions are exercised in futility. For instance, you should not be asking God, why did this person die? You can ask him what will be accomplished through this process. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you, do, do you understand the difference? Now, if God chooses to tell you why they died, he will. But it's not because God is, is, it's not because God is in the docket. You know what a docket is? A courtroom system where you put him under, under what do you call it? When they, interrogation. Exactly. You don't put God under oath. No. Job attempted it. Go and read what God told Job. Job God said to him, where were you when I created the morning star? Where were you when I put the sun and the moon in the sky? You want to go there? And God just line by line. You want to interrogate me? Oh, good. Let's, let's, let's go with it. And God began to ask him all these questions. And after a while, he said, you know what? I've been foolish. Yeah. Now, God may choose to tell you but not because you and I put him on that, on that, in a docket on that interrogation. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Because to, be, to, be, to interrogate God itself is a sign of unbelief. So we just said too that the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but that the things that are revealed belong unto us and to our children. Father, I don't understand what's going on. I really don't understand it. What good is going to come out of this? What, what, what is your intent in and through this purpose? That's a legitimate question. But you say, God, why? Why did you allow this? That's an accusation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Yes, Fidelis. Praise the Lord. Yes. Although you have said something about concerning concerning emotion and grieving. Yes. As as, as, as at now, some of us are not really feeling it. We are are operating in a level of denial. Is it real? Is it, am I sure? On, 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 on Friday, will be the, the, the day she died to so many. And our, our relationship to her is of, of different levels. Yes. So, if, if we don't want to to uh, have some minor cases. We should not restrict anybody from expressing sure. his, his feeling. Yes. The, the, the uh, Pastor Tosin, what she felt None of us felt it. It's only God that gave her the enablement. And she, 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 she received a shock and denial to mellow it. Because you say it's, it's a lie. It cannot be. I know who I'm until she's allowed to see. When she allowed to see another level of shock yeah. before she came to her, then, then some of us, we pass that level and go to the level of uh, guilt. So, I must have done, if, if I did so, so thing, 
Yeah. This will not have happened. Yes. If I had caution, if I had so, it is a process. Different people we have it in different ways. That's right. Some one week, some one month. One thing is a loss is a loss. Yes. You cannot fetch it over. You cannot use a verse of the Bible to suppress it. In my in, in my culture, due to let's say lack of knowledge, they say a man is not supposed to cry. If a man didn't cry, he will he will kill himself. <laughs> so we should allow emotion to pour out. Then they we go that process, read the process of bargaining. The, 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 the family may say, ah, if I can pay anything, ah. if he can come back, but she's gone. Amen. Then the issue of questioning God, whether we, we accept it or not, some people or some of us will unconsciously question God. But the pastor have, have told us it's a question of utility. We should strengthen ourselves to encourage each, each other. And know that in the process of encouraging each, each, each other, the, the tap in your eye will go broken. So you will want to tell somebody don't cry, you end up crying. Yeah. It is a healing balm. God Amen. will help us. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? Yeah, we, we, we need to really keep our young people in prayer, especially the college-age children. They are really, really under a lot of pressure. And uh, there are a lot of things going on in college campuses uh, that's, that's just uh, anti or contrary to what we know as conventional faith. Yeah. So we need to really, 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 really continue to pray for our younger people uh, that they'll be grounded in the word of God and that in being grounded, they will not be um, out of being curious, curiosity, being open and exposed to other extra biblical things that can uh, mess them up. So we really need to keep them in prayer all over the country. Well, really all over the world. Yeah, but more so now than ever. Yeah, because the enemy is very, 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 very uh, aggressive. So as far as the grieving, grieving uh, thing, just so you guys know, we are ex setting up grieving uh, uh, cancer for the entire body, actually. Uh, but we're going to do it in groups, in small groups because it's gonna take forever to take everyone who needs it through a counseling process. So what we set up is group, what we call group counseling. Uh, so Dr. Onofek is gonna start from the first Sunday after Thanksgiving with all of the younger people working on the projection team uh, because the UT was part of that team. And uh, so those guys are very, very hardly impacted. Uh, so that, that's, the, that's the first group that it's going to take, but subsequently, we're just going to make it available to people to come in groups uh, to receive counseling. But if you want to do something other than or besides that, then we have recommendations as well as to where you can go and, and get that. But that being the case, that will cost money. If you have to go for outside counseling, I mean, you're going to have to pay for that. Uh, but for the group uh, sessions that we're setting up, uh, that will be taken care of, uh, that, that you, there will be no money uh, needed for that. But that will be available beginning the first Sunday uh, after Thanksgiving and going on consequently for all of those who do require it. Amen? Yes, Linda. Yeah, so mine isn't so much a question as yes. opposed to just sharing my thoughts and hoping that someone can ask my Speaking to the mic there, yeah. Um, as a parent, so hard for me because I have little kids and I look at them every day and I think 
what prayer can I pray? That would have been different from the prayer that I know she prayed that night. And then you talk about the college campuses. I know most of the struggles a lot of these kids go through. And I know these kids. I've worked with these kids. I know these kids. Once I have a relationship with God, I've heard them share that relationship with God. So I know they pray. I know their parents pray. It's almost like, well, what did they do wrong? You know, what did, what do you do? I know you can't protect yourself, but. That's a tough one, Linda. And I hear you. I hear your heart. Uh, but where, where I will start with that, first of all, I, can, I cannot answer all the questions. Let, let me just put that on the table. But what I will not do is, you, you just asked a question, what did they do wrong? I will not go there at all. Because that's exactly what the enemy wants us to think. To put, a, to put a guilt or condemnation on a parent or a child or whatever the case may be, that if you did this, this won't happen. If you did that, that won't happen. I won't even go there. Because I, I, but I understand the sentiment. So, so uh, you understand what I'm saying? I understand as humans that we will have that tendency. But I'm just saying that's a no-go territory because once you start going in that area, it becomes a slippery slope. There's no end to it. And, you, and people get condemned. They get under guilt. They get under shame. For instance, for instance, on that, in, in the particular situation we're talking about, after the thing happened, uh, I think Pastor Tosin, I don't know if it was Pastor Tosin that said it or somebody said it to her, that maybe if uh, the boy slept alone, and Kenny and Tosin were in, the, in, in a different room, that would not happen. That's ridiculous. This woman went to Texas to see her son. Why would she slip away from her son? Why would she think her son had a tendency to hurt her? But, but I'm just sharing that to show you how this natural thought line, something that appears to be innocent, and you buy into it, and before you know it, it's over. Because the, what the enemy does is he never stops where, he never stops at, the, at what, is, what, what he offers you. Once you take that first bait, and then he gives you another one, and another one, another one. So that's why it's just good not to go there. I don't like speculation at all. Now, am I saying I don't speculate? Every now and then, yeah, I've been drawn into it, but I know it's wrong. And I quickly catch myself and say, no, no, you can't go there. You can't go there. Because there have been parents of children that have done everything right. And something still happens. The reason for that, I can, ask, I can give the reason for that. The reason bad things happen to good people is because we live in a fallen world. You are saved. Your child is saved. The world is not saved. And it will not be saved until Jesus returns. <laughs> so, so all of us are what you call collateral damage in a falling world. That's, 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 just, that's, that's just the way it is. I mean, a, a good natural example would be people that are filthy rich in poor nations. If I could use my Nation of birth, for instance, Nigeria. We have billionaires that has money living in Nigeria. But can their money get them out of traffic jams? They drive their Maserati in the pothole. They can't build roads. 
They can buy a car. But you're going to have to drive the car from point A to point B. School system. Healthcare system. I mean, so what I'm saying is, even though they have money, because the nation is not developed in certain areas, they'll still suffer the consequences of that underdevelopment. So spiritually, that's what happens to all of us. You're born again. You love God. You're serving God. But because we still live in a fallen world, and the world is not, is, not, is not going to be redeemed until Jesus returns. The earth, I mean. So because of that, we're going to say, so I will not go there to say, what can I do? The only thing you can do there, Linda, just trust God for each day. You're praying, keep on praying. You're loving, keep on loving. And cast your cares onto God. Now, does that mean forever and ever and ever and ever you are insulated from problems? No. But it just means you have a much better chance than the other person who's not disposed to that. Does that make any sense? But I understand what she's saying. As humans, yeah, exactly. I understand exactly what she's saying. Yes. Well, um, Pastor, um, I just kind of want to share a real quick experience I had recently. Um, and because that's something that, that Linda had spoke of is something that I dealt with um, really, I really dealt with it in a hard way. Um, I lost my friend a few months ago, a um, good friend of mine. He actually came down for my, um, my retirement. He's got a son that's about a month younger than my own son, than Eli. He was married just three, three or four years. He'd just been married. Me and my wife went to Chicago for the wedding very close friend of mine um, had an accident on his way home from work the huh. morning. And that was literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, and, and I still deal with it. And, um, you know, um, but the biggest thing, the biggest issue that I had was that this guy's not going to see his kids grow. He's got a daughter that's four or five and he's got a son that's two years old, and he's not going to see his kids grow up. He's not going to be there. They're so young. Like, nothing made sense. Correct. Everything was jumbled and garbled, and, and it just, I never thought about it. I never thought about that for myself, but he's the closest person that I ever lost that I could just really consider myself if, this, if the situation was different. And through all of my toiling and prayer and just suffering, I just, the only thing that I could come up with is to live. Hmm. There's nothing more that I can do hmm. than just to live hmm. and to live as best way as I could. Hmm. And, and that's how I've chosen, and it's hard. Oh, my mother, Kabasha. Hmm. It's, it's hard, yeah. but just live. Amen. And I live until I'm, I'm not living any longer. Hmm. And, and that's all that I can do about it. Amen. Thanks for that perspective. You know, just as we were speaking, I know Alameda, we're going to take you then. We, I want us to pray. Uh, Tony, you have something, Tony? Okay. Tony, Alameda, and then we'll pray. Small was talking to me yesterday. And he said something that was very profound. I'm just trying to say how to say this to you guys. Ah. AET has been telling them that he wants to go into the ministry. And for some of you now, that sounds, that's, the, that's, the, that's as bizarre as it gets. And uh, so they've been, they've, been, they've, been, they've been trying to manage that information. And so he said to me yesterday that he had, him and Kenny had decided that when they came home for Thanksgiving, they were going to take him to the Billy Graham Center in North Carolina. So he can, just for inspiration, because he's just been, uh, he had an experience, of, okay, so let me back, backtrack. He had an experience a few months ago. Uh, and this guy has become very avid 
voracious reader hunger. Okay? And so they just told him, say, listen, just finish college first. Do you want to do me this? Just finish college first. They just, <laughs> they've, they've just been trying to tell, just finish college. Just, okay, okay. Ministry, good, no problem. Just finish college. I beg you, just finish college. So you say things to them like, okay, Billy Graham, did they have a college degree? So yesterday, small said to me that they had planned that if he came home, when he came home for Thanksgiving, they were going to take him to the Billy Graham Center so he can get more inspiration and that for his master's degree, maybe he will go to Whitton College and begin to prepare him for mentoring for ministry. So he now said this. This is what got me. He said there were only two people in that room when this thing happened. He said he, small, got a revelation within this last two or three days that something came to that room to kill a yeti and the mother voluntarily gave her life for it in exchange. That's why it's what. He says she gave her life for his life. Okay, who has a mic? Yeah. Fidelis, come sit over here. We're going to pray. And I think, I believe, um, whatever happened, it can happen to anybody. And I think what the enemy is trying to do when it's that question is just to create fear in us. Hmm. Especially for us that has um, kids in college. Because um, A lot. It has a kid's life. Once they walk out of the door, that's it. We just have like like. And I was talking to Revelation. Now my prayer is like every day when I wake up, God, I just need the grace for today. And I just release everything to to Him. I'm yeah. not gonna live in fear. It has me. If it's time for me to go, so be it. But I'm not gonna you know just give everything and like stop panicking and living in fear. He has it. He got it. Yeah. You know, so. Amen. We just have to rest in him. That's it. Yeah. Praise God. Tanera, last one, and then we're going to pray. Um, Alameda said it. Um, I was going to ask um, that one of the prayer points be to pray against fear. Um, you know, I'm personally just been bombarded with just news after news after news. And, um, you know, not receiving anything, whatever, but just, you know, not to fall into a certain um, level of thinking, you know, that, okay, what's next? You know, the phone rings, goes off, what's next? But um, I, I had a question. I understand the grief counseling that's set up. What is in place for you guys as leadership? Are you guys going to go through any grief counseling? <laughs> what are the plans there? I need counseling tonight. I'm just saying. <laughs> Good question. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, the counseling is available to all of us. And um, um, yes, uh, it's available to all of us. But I cannot make everybody go through it. People have to avail themselves of the opportunity if they feel that they need it. But strongly, I'll encourage it. I really do encourage it. Uh, no, it's not easy. But to your point and to Alameda's point, it's a daily walk. It really is. Uh, for the first two days when I heard this particular news, I was numb. 
just numb completely. Uh, but, you know, each day uh, is different, and we just receive new mercies every day. That's, that's, that's just the bottom line. Now, we are going to be... Okay, so this last thing I want to say, and then we're going to pray, and that is, when a thing like this happens, so we're going to do counseling, we talked about that. Uh, we give exhortation, we talked about that. What other responsibility do we have other than those two things we talked about? Exhortation, grief counseling. The easiest thing to do is what I call knee-jerk reaction. This happens, so you do this. Because it's just the default. We need to do something. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? That brings me back to the message we did two, two Sundays ago. We've been called from death unto life. The message that talks about you walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the loss of the flesh. So what I'm saying to us is, right now my role, like Tony just said, is listening. Father, what are we, how are we supposed to respond in this season? Instead of me just looking at my minister's manual and say, manual, okay, uh, somebody died, we're going to call it seven-day prayer and fasting. No, there's nothing wrong with that. God may in fact say we should do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I don't want to do that just because it's in my manual. I want to get the spiritual response for the need based on what the Holy Spirit is saying versus based on what I know in my head or what we may have done in the past. Huge. Huge. Do you follow what I'm saying? So I'm saying to you, I'm in a contemplative mood. You know what that word means? Just standing, listening, Hearing, being still, I want to find out, like Lydia said, what happened and how we to respond. I believe I have, the, I have the answer to the first part. But I cannot share that until I know how to respond to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's where we are. I just want you to know if you don't see anything happen in a day or two or one week, it's not because we are oblivious to the fact that something should be happening. Rather, it's because we are waiting to know what God wants to say and do. Does that make any sense to you? Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew the strength. Not those that haste. Even though everything has gone on around us, come on, do something. Oh, aren't you going to do something? Do something. When we move in the flesh, you're alone. Even though those things you are doing in the flesh are spiritual things, they are not bad things in and of themselves. Praying cannot be bad. Fasting cannot be bad. Except when you do it, when God is not leading to do so, you're on your own. Do you understand what I'm saying to you guys? Because I want you guys to hear me loud and clear. We are listening, we are waiting, and we are putting ourselves in a posture of responding to whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Amen? All right, let's just pray for the Olaye family tonight, and in particular, Yiti. Let me read the scripture here, and uh, to, to just corroborate why I said we must... Okay, let me read this scripture. Uh, Matthew 17, 20. Matthew 17, 20. It says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for as surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, now watch this, this is the sentence I'm looking for, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I don't know if you caught what I just read. Jesus did not say you will say to a mountain, move from here to there. He said you will say to this mountain, very specific. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, you guys see, did you guys see that? Yeah. The reason we must hear God 
is because we need to address this mountain. Not just any mountain. Matthew 21 verse 21. Similar scripture. So Jesus answered and said to them, As shortly I said to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, definite article, this mountain, not just a mountain. Now you can appreciate when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus. He doesn't say, dead, come, come back to life. He said, Lazarus, come forth. You have to call it by name. So the point I'm making is, what are we contending against? What are we contending against? We need to get a revelation of what we are contending against. It is the mountain of our contention that we can move. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask for the list to also pray. And then we're going to go home. I just want us to pray for uh, the Olaye family. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand together tonight as a community of faith, the body of Christ. The body that you spoke concerning and said, the Christ in us is the hope of glory. We call upon that glory that's in every man and woman, child, boy and girl, under the sound of my voice. That the glory of God will manifest itself to begin to address issues of fear that wants to bind us, that wants to paralyze us. You say you've not given us that spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so tonight, in Jesus' name, we speak against the fear. God, you spoke to your servant Daniel in the book of Daniel chapter 2. You said, dearly beloved, fear not. Because perfect love casts out all fear. And so tonight, God, in Jesus' name, we receive and embrace the love of God towards each one of us and in particular, the Olaye Yes. God, the fear will not have any place in them. The fear will not have any place in us. In the name of Jesus, we cast that principality down. The principality of fear and of doubt. To doubt your love. To doubt your might. To doubt your goodwill and good intentions towards us. You are the one that said you know the plans that you have for us. Plans of peace and not of evil. To bring all of us to an expected end. And so, Father God, tonight in the name of Jesus, we thank you that a yiti, small, ireolua, morewa will come to an expected end. In the name of Jesus, that the plans of the enemy to cut them short, to bring them to a short end, that plan will fail. We speak the principalities and the powers of darkness. We command them to lose their hold over your people. In the name of Jesus. And Father, by extension, every young man and every young woman that is connected to this vision, whether they are in school or going from home, we command your over your, your shield of protection to be over them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, to keep them from falling, to keep them from failing, that they will not have itching ears to hear this and to hear that, and to run over here and to run over there. In the name of Jesus, that they will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine in the name of Jesus, but that they will be grounded in the truth of your word. In the name of Jesus, that they will come to know you and stand upon the integrity of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. No other parent will have to bury a child in the name of Jesus. Father, we honor you.
Send your strength from Zion. Send encouragement from Zion. And Father God, we stand contemplating. Habakkuk says, I will now watch and say what he will say to me. Father, that is our disposition tonight. We are waiting on you, Lord Jesus. You have already said we should walk in the spirit so we do not fulfill the loss of the flesh. And so, Lord, we will not move in the flesh. We will move in the power of your spirit. We wait on you, Lord Jesus. We anticipate what you are going to say to us. And we receive that grace to comply in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We bless you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Philippians 4, verse 7, he said, And the peace of God, mm. which pass all understanding, mm-hmm. shall keep your hearts mm-hmm. and minds yes. through Christ Jesus. Yes. Father, we thank you for your word. Yes. What we need at this season is your peace. Yes. He said that your peace that pass all understanding. Yes. We cannot question your peace. Mm. Father, we thank you. We hand over this family unto you. Yes. You are the one that can answer their unvoiced questions. Mm. So, Lord God, they leave that your peace. Yes. Which they cannot explain. Yes. You see, it passes all understanding. Yes. When men are saying there's a casting down, that peace we say there'll be a lifting up. Yes. Father, release your peace to that home in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, they, they we ask themselves, I don't know what is happening. When are supposed to be in distress, I'm thanking God. Yes. Father, Lord, we, we, if, if you cannot do it, you cannot make it known to us. Yes. That's your peace. Say, there is a peace that passes understanding. Yes. Father, release unto them in Jesus' name. Amen. And every member of this fellowship, mm. every member of this commission, yes. Father, release that your peace which past all understanding. Yes. The enemy we want to sow seed of fear. Yes. But your peace which past all understanding, we resolve it in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you because you say you will never leave nor forsake us. Yes. Lord, in this season, our trust is in thee. Yes. And that's your peace, it has not been exhausted. Yes. Lord God, it is our portion to enjoy that peace. Yes. That men will look at us and be amazed. Yes. Because your peace past all human understanding yes. is our portion. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for releasing that your peace. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for, for causing it to be our heritage. Yes. We will enjoy your peace. Yes. And your peace alone. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. In Jesus' name, we have declared. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Just want to thank all of you for your love, uh, your outpouring of support to the families. Thank you so much for that. Let's continue to support them, love them, and love one another in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have anything to give tonight, the offering bucket is here. Give it, and the grace of God be with you. In Jesus' name as you go home.